This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time for Rat Salad Review with your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Norgle, and Nate Lander. All right, well, welcome to Rat Sal Review. Today we have a few guests, as you can see. One gentleman has been on our show once before, uh, last year, right, uh, George? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, with your band Timeless Haunt. Timeless Haunt. And uh, we have Greg, and then uh, our guest uh, is uh, Matt Bacon. Hey. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. And um, what is the name of your company? You are an AR guy. Um, I, I'm, well, I have like a digital marketing agency that does other things cause I get excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My company is called dropout media. Um, we're essentially a digital marketing agency, uh, for labels, um, booking agencies and, um, B2B companies in the music space. Uh, so some of the big ones are blacklight media, which is a metal blade subsidiary, ripple music, Prophecy Productions, uh, Artifact Records, Indie Recordings is the new one, which is pretty cool. Uh, Plastic Head, which is like the big boy, mm. and uh, Your Mate Booking in Australia, which is fun. Oh wow! Wow, so you're a little all over the place then. I mean, I have to know. Like, <laughs> I think at any time I figured out like five time zones. <laughs> oh wow! Because <laughs> I'm just like wow. getting texts, and I have to be, and I have to like not text someone at three a.m. So I'm always like, "What time is it in Sydney?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, uh, fucking yeah, sixteen like hours, twelve hours. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, right, well, yeah. yeah. Well, we're friends on Twitter. So uh, a few weeks ago, you you posted you want to go get on some podcasts, and you know I said come on ours, and you obviously accepted the come on. And um, I figured it'd be cool for you to talk about uh, since you you know you work with bands and stuff like that too. Let's talk about what you do or or what bands can do to subscribe to their Twitters and stuff like that. So I figured we'll talk about that. Sure. So I'm actually curious for George's thoughts because he just got one of our um, analysis papers. Yes, that's, that's correct. I had yeah. him on the show. Um, was... So yeah, I'm, cur- I'm curious for your, like, like, because I'm always curious about like how, what I, what people are getting out of what I'm projecting, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, so like, sure. what, like, I'm curious what you got out of that, like well, where that took you. Initially, to be honest, I was overloaded because there was so much information in sure. all aspects about uh, how to take care of the band, how to promote the band, marketing, merchandise, recording, everything. It was like, whoo. You know, I've been on the scene. I've been doing this 30 years now, and I've never seen something so in detail, too. And the other thing that impressed me, you're welcome. And the other thing that was very impressed I was impressed with is, is that it was very detail-oriented. You obviously took the time to check out uh, and dig into our our, our uh, social media and, and our other stuff that's out there, and you listen to the songs and the production on the CD and whatnot. So, so I was also impressed with that as well. It's like this isn't somebody just feeding me a line, just trying to time in. It's actually somebody who made the time, took the effort, and really, you know, paid attention to this stuff to offer me an objective, you know, analysis of stuff. So I was I was very impressed with that, and I appreciate I really that. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the thing is, you know, it's. So many people in music kind of think, and in, in business in general, kind of think you can like be everything to everyone, mm-hmm. you know. And like it's that doesn't really work. And furthermore, not only does it not really work, but you have to like be very thoughtful in your execution and be, you know, and, and show that you care for people. And I think right. people don't get that. Like I think people don't understand that. Like. If you're going to charge someone $150 for a thing, you mm-hmm. better, like, show you give a shit. Right. Right. It was worth it to me. Because, yeah, yeah. you're making this investment, and it's like, okay, we'll see what it, what comes of it. And it's like, wow. Uh, it was more than worth it. 
It was more than worth it. And thank you, Wayne, for the referral. Oh, you're welcome. Wayne, you're a treasure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully I'll find more for you to uh, do. So You are far too kind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So like, and I do, and so this isn't, what George is talking about is an important part of what I do, which is kind of like, I really like being like one of the only guys who will like help out someone like George and then turn around and like, um, mm-hmm. I was putting together like a Montemarthats uh, for these shirts we're selling plastic head earlier today. You know, and I think it's important to have someone who, like, does both and who, like, yeah, actually yeah. cares about both. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if I can add to that as well, the investment, the initial investment in the analysis and what the return on that was makes me see the legitimacy of what you do. It makes me want to work with you because it's like, wow, this guy really, you know, put some effort into this and he obviously knows what he's talking about. So that first impression was very good from that in and of itself. So I just wanted to let you know about that as well. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And I think I emailed you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, and, and that, you know, ju- just as there's one takeaway from this uh, podcast, video cast thing where I'm very shadowy, um, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that like email response time is like probably the most important thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I think far and away, like, I think a lot of bands don't understand that, like, if you can reply to emails in under three hours, you're just going to get more people working with you by mm-hmm. virtue of, oh, it's just easier. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, accessibility as well. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to have to wait because I have 80 other things. So if you're going to, like, lock in, you know. How many CDs yeah. do you own, Wayne? Uh, probably about 4,000 by now, yeah. Between CDs and and records, yeah. Wayne, you can have a contest. Guess the number of CDs on a wall and get a Rat Salad T-shirt or something. That's a good idea. Thank there you. There you go. I will, You're welcome. That. You need to you, count them first. Yeah, that's I, what I was going to say. I, that's I will. That's the real thing. Is like <laughs> make sure come up with a number and be like, there's probably four thousand. Yeah. <laughs> 4,356. That'll be the number. It's for the intern that you're going to hire, Wayne, to keep yes, count that's right. CDs. Yes, yes, that is true. The intern. But yeah, like you were saying, Matt, um, you know, with the people replying back to you within like a reasonable amount of time, um, that's happened to me like when we find interviews and the guy that sets them up, he'll write me back, oh, you know, um, you know, so-and-so's ready for an interview, pick a date or whatever, so I'll, I'll throw a date to him. And uh, you know time, and then he'll he won't get back to me until like the day before an interview, and I'm like I need to know because I'm trying to schedule other mm-hmm. things around that day, you know. And then you know one guy I actually got into an argument with him, and you know that's that's I, to him I told him that that's very unprofessional to wait that long to have somebody you know set up an interview. Yeah, no, and it's it's ridiculous, and you're just sitting there like waiting. I, like... I was trying to help you, bro. Right. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, it's startling the extent to which people like. I don't know, like, like I've never like worked like in the world. Mm. <laughs> I've only it ever. Sucks. It sucks. I can imagine. <laughs> I've only ever done like music things, uh, yeah. so I'm always like, is this just like how people work? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this just what it's like? I don't know. Yeah. That's really scary. I don't want government agencies to be run the same way music <laughs> they is probably run. are. Yeah, Jesus. What's what's the worst thing you've what? run into so far? The okay, worst thing I'm I've sorry. run into. How about like the yeah. worst thing I've run into today? Okay. Besides <laughs> the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like you frequently run into new bottoms. Sometimes, though, it's because of cross-cultural communication, you know, uh, where someone from Norway might have different uh, expectations from someone from Spain, from someone from the East Coast. Yeah. You know, and I think you have to be really patient with that, and I try to be patient with that with other people. You know, I just get, you know, I, I get aggravated with people who take too long to reply and people who are out of date on like kind of fundamental information, you know? Um, like when people try to convince me that their band doesn't need an Instagram or something. And I'm just like, man, like, I, I don't even want to have this argument with you today because like, it's just not, you know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of people just want to like get into arguments and not meaningfully grow. 
okay. um, which is unfortunate. But you know, I'm just trying to like, I don't know, like like if I wanted to make money, I'd go work in, work in finance. You know, like I want to put out death metal records and <laughs> go to festivals in Norway. Like, yeah. That sounds good. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Yeah, like like it's a much <laughs> yeah, better. Sounds like, like more fun. Yeah, like. Now, do you think, like, uh, should the band itself just be on Instagram, or should like the whole band be on Instagram? I do. I mean, like, I always talk about like the sort of romantic ideal of a band where like every single band member is also trying to be an influencer and is like creating their own content. I mean, yeah. kind of the way like a boy band does it. Mm. You know. Yeah. And, like, there's a reason that formula works really, really well. And it's, like, but, like, having people who are, um, you know, it's a very specific mindset to be, like, sort of the main guy in the band, the guy who, like, everything, everyone looks at, you know, like, everyone right. looks, you know, like, in metal, it's, like, and it doesn't have to be the singer, you know, like, look at Gene Simmons from Kiss or something. Yeah. You know, well, or he's, Scott, like, a co-singer, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know. Scotty and, yeah, it's good. Scotty is probably a better example you know, um, but there's, you know, um, Alex probably has a bigger brand than Chuck Billy at this point. Uh, D- Danny Wilker. I mean, pretty much any yeah. band he's in, even though he's the bass player, he's the name. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. It's easier to have that one person of contact within yeah. the band, if you will, dealing right. with everybody yeah. as opposed to five or six or four different people, but, you know. But yeah. if, the, but I do feel like if you had a metal band where each where it was constructed like a boy band and each member uh-huh. was pushing their thing, that uh-huh. would work really well. And even if you have two members pushing their thing, I think Fall Out Boy is a really good example of this, where there's, like, multiple dudes, and they kind of had to teach each other, you know, kind of coming out of the hardcore scene. They had to, like, figure out, like, how to do that, you know? Um, uh-huh. I think... Um, uh, Black Dahlia Murder sort of does that. Like, obviously, Trevor is kind of the center point, but the other guys have some elements of a brand. Uh, Pig Destroyer does that pretty well. Like, you know, there are people who do it, and I think just you get more value out of it. It's just more attention, and that's all you're trying to do is you're just trying to leverage attention. You know what I mean? So it's like... Go ahead. I was going to say, instead of it being one uh, format, if you will, you know, the band... You have the different members as well, so you have so much more out there that can drive to the band. Exactly, it's almost like having six bands, if you will, five members in one band page. Yeah, true. Yeah, so you you have more content out. It's a throwing spaghetti on the wall. It's just more spaghetti they'll stick, basically. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, that's essentially it. And it's also like you know, different people connect with different things. That's why I will share similar messages regularly using different metaphors or in different locations. You know, like I filmed a bacon spit on my family farm in France, right? I filmed a couple there, actually. And, like, pretty, like, stuff I had said before, but I I got some messages that were like, oh, I never connected with your stuff this way because I didn't realize, like, you have a similar background to me in, like, that family farm Euro thing, you know? And sometimes it's like that that turns the key for people, you know? And that's why, like, maybe the singer is, like, a hipster Brooklyn guy but then the guitar player is like a hardcore kid from Philly. Then that like different people are going to connect with different elements. Yeah. Humanize you, know? you as well. Exactly. And if you can give people these different elements and make, you know, essentially social media or even watching this is a one to many experience, you know, right. as opposed to, you know, you want to make it feel one to one. Like I'm talking to you, Gary, in Sheffield, England right now. Hi, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's Greg, and this is Minneapolis, but... <laughs> well, again, I mean, people will more uh, connect if they feel there's that commonality, if you will, and if they see right. this humanity amongst the musicians, they can relate better, and they're more likely to form that connection and you know, feel more invested, if you will. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You think Instagram's like the big thing to be for bands to be on, or you think Twitter or Facebook? I mean, Facebook is dying, obviously. I mean, I, I think it's complicated, actually. Mm-hmm. I Each think one has its own. Yeah. 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 Everyone's different. It's well, in the analysis. It is. <laughs> I, I also think um, very detailed analysis. It is. I, it is. I think <laughs> thick. This is. Oh my god. <laughs> I think. It, I think it depends band to. I think every band should be everywhere, right? 
Right. But I do think if you look at like just demographic breakdowns, you know, like I'm not going to pretend that like Facebook is more popular with white dudes over 45. Like that's, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm not over 45. Instagram. (laughs) Oh, I am. Instagram is going to be more popular with people under 30. That's also true. Twitter is like a weird mishmash of things and it's kind of its own animal. Um, you know, like, like those demographics are definitely, you know, have an impact. Right. Um, you know, and, but like fundamentally they, they all matter, you know, like we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Twitter, but people wouldn't know who I am if it weren't for Instagram. And that wouldn't have even happened if I didn't initially get a Facebook when I was 13 and start talking to people. Mm, You know what I mean? And they all kind of feed, but like, I still make most of my money on Facebook even if Instagram is my biggest presence and Twitter is where I get a lot of attention, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like each one has its own thing and each one is important because they're like pieces of a puzzle. And I, Uh you know, I gen, I like, I know for a fact I wouldn't, you know, make as much of the parts. If that's one measure of success, if it weren't for each, exactly. Some of the parts, you know, like, you just you need them all if you want to kind of uh, win. And Facebook too is interesting because I think that your personal profile and your band profile are two separate animals, mm-hmm. both of which you need to kind of handle. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, like I think a lot of bands only want to operate off of their band profile, but like like uh, George said, you know you've got to stay humanized. You know you can't right. dehumanize yourself. Which is right. what happens when you kind of only are the band page and you don't go talk to other people. Because yeah. you're only going to talk about band stuff. You're not going to talk about, you know, say you go buy an album today, you're not going to post it on your band's page, you know. I mean, you should, right. just to yeah. get people talking, you know. But, A lot of yeah. people won't do that. Well, it's also like, yeah, and it's just like like realistic for most people. Now, I understand that there's like some people where like they have like big boy jobs and they, like where people don't get it. Right, you know, which is increasingly rare, but still happens. And then I understand, like, there's kind of a measure of separation. Right. Um, but like broadly speaking, like, you know, I always think I was talking about this on the podcast on our podcast, Dumb and Dumbest, today. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people are talking about like impacting their scene at scale, you know, and trying to get like thousands of people on board when they can't bring like ten people to a show. Right. And it's like, well, you can, like, connect with 10 people. Like, that's doable. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can connect to 25 people who regularly come out, that makes you bigger than 95% of local bands. Right. You know, and if you can be, like, that band who bring 25 people, then guess what? You're going to get, you know, opening slots on those tours in 200-person rooms. And that's all most bands want is to just be, like, it's, like, that's a very acceptable level to be at. It's like... Yeah. We bring uh-huh. thirty people, and we get to open for our favorite bands in our like in our sub niche. Right, Done. right. Yeah. You know, like that, that's a. Perfect I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah, a great I first too. step. I, I for us, I know that uh, when and let me add to this too uh, that when uh, back in two thousand and eleven, I believe it was my band at the time down in Baltimore, local and whatnot. But we got to open up for Striper, and we got to open up for UFO. And they were a couple thousand seat, whatever, shows. And it was great. And I noticed afterwards, first off, at the show, it was all original. So we got to play all original stuff. And all our CDs sold. All our merch. We were out. We had nothing left when we got done. And then um, we noticed an uptick in the metrics um, on the internet, uh, Facebook, whatever. More people were going to see us. So that the buzz that was generated from that was was very beneficial. It was just really nice. All of a sudden, we went from here to here. It was like, oh, this is cool. Mm. You know? So, and then the other thing is memories. Right. I, I played I played a zillion shows in my life, but those two, I will remember because I got to play with these, you know, long-term national acts. I got to meet them, hang with them, and whatnot. Mm. And, you know, a lot of bands, that, that's, you know, not going to make it. That's still a nice thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's also, also first of all, hashtag I stand with Striper. They were attacked by their fans for smoking cigars today. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that, yes. As that someone who's heavily pro-tobacco, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> deeply offended. <laughs> um, yes, you're always were, smoking a cigar. <laughs> I actually, this is great. My doctor, I went, I had to get like a prescription or something, and my doctor told me that not only was my one cigar a week okay, but also if I smoked two or three cigarettes a day, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It's <laughs> like I fucking love. I him. like him. <laughs> <laughs> you understand me. If you take the heroin in moderation, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Well, you can try. <laughs> as a treat you know um anyway when i ring this bell <laughs> um the point being george you're exactly right like you know is you do get to that next level if you can kind of make something memorable and interesting and then also right. doing it for your own personal uh benefit is really cool i was talking you know mm-hmm. like i was emailing with um Chris from Spotlights today, and they just got announced on that Faith No More Corn tour, mm, and nice. it was just like, and he's like, yeah, like, I don't fucking know, like, like, what do you do at that point? Like, we're just a band from Brooklyn, mm. <laughs> you know. You go do your thing that got you there, and it's yeah, but like that's you know the beauty of it. Um, yeah, but I think being real to circle back, being realistic in your goal setting and realizing, you know, maybe you don't win over ten thousand people, maybe you win over. 50 in Baltimore mm-hmm. and then you're already like a solid draw in Baltimore and people give a shit mm-hmm. and you can leverage that into other things right you know like there are bands I've literally seen start as a sweetheart of some booking agent mm-hmm. you know just because they were that band who could who could pull who could sell 50 tickets in Philadelphia and then it turned into something Right, because they just were like easy to work with, and then you know, after a couple of times open helping out that agent in Philly, they got and they got to go open in New York, you know, and mm-hmm. you could build regionally that you know, and also you should be playing regionally yourself, but like you can build right. relationships with agents regionally, mm-hmm. you know, because if you can go up to an agent and say, "Look, I can bring fifty people in Baltimore, Philly, New York, right. and Boston," then guess what? That's probably better and probably less work than any of the local bands that agent had lined up. So mm-hmm. he's just going to be like, okay, bro. <laughs> but, and I've seen it because it just makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to add legitimacy to us, too. It's just people all of a sudden exactly. treated us differently after we played these shows. It's like, exactly. okay, we're still the same guys, but now they're looking at us in a different light because you opened up for the Nationals. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we did. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I noticed that, too. And Clubs were more receptive to us. The agency all of a sudden was treating us a little bit better. Well, yeah, yeah, I see how you are. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's but it's all about um, it's all about proving merit. You know, uh, yeah, like in uh, to get super biblical. I've read the Bible like ten times. Like nobody knows this. <laughs> but um, why? why? <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, but in the book of Matthew, there's that story, you know, where the parable concludes with like, he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. And that's like a good chunk of what the music industry is, right? Is it's like, well, yeah. if you didn't fuck up opening in a 200 cap room, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to fuck up opening in a 500 cap room. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't fuck that up, you probably won't fuck up opening in the three. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's like, incremental it's, steps. Yeah. yeah. But but it's funny because so much of it is just what will aggravate me the least. <laughs> and no, but re- like no, but I, know I treat life. But like, I, I just know that working with this person will be less annoying than working with this guy who I don't know. So guess mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I I I don't need a headache about Masula today. It's true. It's all about but, relationships. No, but it's yeah, it's really that simple. It's really like mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with a cluster fucking Masula today. So I'm going right. to go with what I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Why put yourself yeah. through all the aggravation? Makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's business 101, guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It really is. Doing what I can. <laughs> there you go. So um, if a band wants to uh, get in ta- uh, contact with you, um, 
What are you looking for in a band? In terms of like signing? And signing or just helping them out with, you know, getting, you know, book shows or, you know, whatever. I mean, so, you know, like, there's a couple kind of levels, obviously. Like, if, if you're, you know, if you're someone like George, who's just, like, looking for some advice and looking for sort of the next step, like, sending an email, just, like, being like, yo, what? how do I do this? You know, how can you help me? You know, I think George's email subject was literally, like, your services for my band or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I tried with it. Yeah. But something like that, you know, and it's like... But, like, that's really, like, okay, cool, good. I know what I'm going into, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, just being, like, very straight up with, like, what you want and, um, you know, being straight up with what you want and being straight up with, uh, you know, who you are and what you're about. That's super useful. Because I get emails all the time. I'll actually mm-hmm. read you one that I got. Uh, I was laughing about it with a book. And, like, this is the thing. Is if you send me <laughs> emails like this, I will make fun of you in public. <laughs> All right. This could be good. This could be good. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't help you write that, George. Thanks. So, so the email I got was from uh, Carlos X. I don't know who this is, but he wrote, Hey, Matt, I manage a few artists and was wondering if you offer organization of music tours is setting up a music tour. Cost to organize a music tour, which location? Like, that doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't tell me where you're coming from. It's a little fragmented. Yeah. And then I asked him all these things. And he replies, I'm trying to find agency like yours or view um, Maniac that organizes music tours for payment. And I understand that English isn't his first language. And I'm I'm not mad about that, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's more like, use your fucking head. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, tell me what you want. where they are. and... And it's, yeah. And it's exactly the same thing when I'm trying to sign a band, right? Like, so many bands will be like, hey, can you, like, sign me to Ripple or sign me to Blacklight? And I'll be like, okay, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, like shocking the amount of bands who will say, hey, you should sign us. And I will say, okay, cool. Tell me about, like, what makes your band notable? And then they can't say, oh, hey, buddy. That'll get us a a lot of views now. Thanks, George. Um, Say hi, Figaro. We haven't had a cat on the show yet. That's a solid cat name, Figaro. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, like, it's amazing the amount of bands where you'll be like, hey, dude, um, you know, like, can you sign us? And, and I ask them, what makes you special? And they don't know what makes them special. And it's like, if you don't know what makes you special, yeah. If you don't know why I should care, I don't know why I should care. Right, yeah. yeah. You it's know, up like, to me as the artist to convince you above everybody else why you should pay attention to me so i, I yeah. just can't say hey you should sign me because i play yeah we'll be you and five million other people exactly but like what am i doing to separate myself from everybody else to generate your interest to go yeah. that's an investment i should consider well yeah because i'm playing with other people's money right is right. like yeah and if i fuck up with their money they fire me so <laughs> you know it's, it's venture capital so like you either you know do the thing or you don't and you know if you are trying to get signed i think it's really important to look at what um the other artists that person or that label swiss and what they look like right Mm. so like if you're just starting out as a stoner rock band you know and haven't put out a record yet and haven't done any tours or anything it probably doesn't make sense for you to sign to ripple because if you look at what Ripple does, like, our last signings are, like, either kind of big dogs, like Wino, or they're, like, bands who are, like, really, you know, Horseburner or Howling Giant, where they're, like, on the road, pushing, you know. So right. you're pro- you might not be at that level, and that's fine, but that's just, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that, uh... <laughs> I, I think that people, um, oh, you know, would you, would you sign the cat? Oh, <laughs> so this is not a joke. When I when I got my cat, uh, mm-hmm. it was like kind of off the street and the whole thing. Um, yeah. but uh, too. yeah, but I was like super super poor, and then I realized the cat was making its money back because we were using his picture and um. 
to help sell merch of various bands I was managing. Oh, you hoard the cat. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And this was like when Facebook like still worked pretty well. I realized like the cat was worth like 60 bucks a month in Facebook ads. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you get to stay. You found value in the cat. Yeah. You know, now he's just fucking loud and obnoxious. <laughs> but, well, I'm uh, glad it ended that way. Originally, when you said you were poor and you found a cat, I thought it was going to end with, and then we ate him. Uh, <laughs> I, here's what I will say, man. It's like my fucking cat um, has somehow figured out how to start crying every time I'm on the phone with like serious Norwegian black metal people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> No! <laughs> they, need to, they need to think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's too funny. It's uh, part of the struggle. <laughs> That's right. mm-hmm. What were you saying now before we got interrupted by by uh, Figaro? What, right? Yeah. Was Figaro? Well, no, Figaro. So That's correct. Saying, look at look at the bands. <laughs> you know, always be clear in your message. You know. And always try and tr- and like try to do your research on the other person, right? You know, because mm-hmm. that's also really shitty. It's like when you get hit up and so and they're just like, "Oh, so you're like a guy who knows people?" And it's like, mm-hmm. "Sure, I'm not going to help you unless you tell me." Yeah, you got to you know, make it more more personal. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like like the like we talked circling way back with the analysis paper. We're not carpet bombing those, you know. Yeah me and the, the team that do those are spending time on it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, like, fucking look and point these things out. You know, even if it's uh-huh. based on a, on a similar framework, that's fine. Right. You know? But it's the same as sending, like, emails booking your band somewhere. You know, like, it's amazing. When I started to see what emails people were sending to book, get their bands booked, I was like, how does your band play any shows? Yeah. <laughs> Because what it's was, like what it's, was one of the ones that you got? Do you remember one? one like, oh, really well, well, just, just stuff that's like, oh, hey, was it us? <laughs> it wasn't us. <laughs> you know, we're we're a death metal band from Louisiana. We'd like to play your venue. Not clarifying the name of the venue. Not clarifying. You know, not providing a Facebook link. Yeah. It's like just give people information <laughs> and make it very clear and repeat multiple times what you want. Right. right, because today I have received 200 emails probably, and 180 of them were from people more important than you. Mm. So, not not you guys, but like you, the it's random... speaking in general terms. I got yeah, you. I got you. But yeah. it's, I, true. I just, it's true. But I, 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 worry. I worry. Okay, <laughs> but no, but like this, but this is the point, right? Is like you know, so it's like if I'm gonna read your email, make sure that I have a reason to read your goddamn email. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know what I mean, and don't drag me around on a, you know, it's like people's time is super limited, and and I don't, fuck this up all the time it, yeah. too, you know, mm-hmm. and like like it's okay, like you just have to try to be better, you know, but this is just what it is, is minimizing these fuck ups. Mm. And if I could add to that, from the band perspective, reaching out to you, it's sort of the same thing. I'm very limited with my time as to how much I can invest doing band stuff. As much as I'd love to do it 24-7, I got bills to pay and got to go to work and stuff like that. Exactly. So if I'm going to reach out to you after I have researched you as well to see if it's something legitimate and if it's something that could potentially work together, because if we're doing the timeless horn stuff, I'm not going to reach out to somebody who promotes jazz, for example. Um I want to, uh, you know, make sure that I reach out to you professionally. So you're not going, you know, you're talking about these other situations where you've gotten from people going, oh, what's this idiot want? You know, I want to make sure that I'm professional when I reach out to you. So my advice to the band is make sure that you, you know, are polished and professional when you reach out to somebody. So they're not going to take you seriously because, like you said, you got 200 emails or whatever. Well, I mean, you're going to look at it for five seconds. And if you notice it's junk, you just next so, yeah. you know, it's up to us as well to make sure we do on our end. If we want to get somewhere, we need to show people again that we're worth working with, that we're professional, that we have something. And not just, I play music, I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah, okay. 30 years later, I'm still trying, you know? So. <laughs> yes, it does not happen overnight. No, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you still in the band, Matt, or are you done with the no, band? Stuff? I'm, uh... 
I mean, I was like in like jazz bands and like a hardcore band called Rad with um What's funny about that band is like the guitarist is now the singer for that band Bandit who are starting to blow up and the other like part-time vocalist is now in Waking the Cadaver. Like and we were all just like fucking idiots like just like I don't know, starting a band where we would get in fights with crust punks. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, and now we're kind of doing this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, I'd like to be in a band, but I think I want to be in, like, a blues band. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you know, like, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm into, like, Freddie King. Um, that'd be neat. You know, or, like, we, I've mm-hmm. been talking for several years now about starting a hardcore band with um, my friend Andy from... He's in Insect Arc now. He was in Cerberosa, and he used to be in bands like Inside Out and Shelter. And he's like one of my best friends, and like I really like hardcore, so that'd be cool. But I don't know. Think you got time? You got time to do a band and all this other stuff? No, for that's the, band? the problem. That's the problem. Is I don't have time. Is it would be like this is a demo we put out. Um, what I am doing though, that's actually kind of fun. Is I did guest on the latest uh, on this upcoming Grid Failure record. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do more stuff like that. Like, that was really satisfying to me, like, as a human. Like, to just kind of spend time in the studio and be like, okay, I can record some classical guitar and do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, as long as you keep the music going, you know? You, can't, you don't have to end it completely, you know? Well, I think, I think it takes different forms, you know? For me, like, being someone who plays classical or jazz guitar for, like, an hour a day is, like, really good for my brain and really, like... It's good because it's so detached from most of what I do, you know, but it's also music and it's just, it, you know, it's, it's it's fun. Like, playing music is fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. You know, like, like I, I just want to sit down and, like, work my way through some Gershwin and just kind of enjoy that and then go back through recordings and enjoy, you know, because, like, you don't get into this if you're not a music nerd. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you yeah. guys all get it, you know. So I just I mm-hmm. I, I like spending time with weird old jazz recordings and like, <laughs> you know, feeling sad and listening to Charlie Parker. <laughs> Have you ever had that moment where you thought you didn't want to play anymore and maybe you gave up for a while? Um, I feel like I, I've had I've I've seriously considered not playing anymore. I think it might be inevitable um, looking at some of the sort of managers I kind of base my life around, my life around, you know, like people who I look up to, you know, I also think that I have so little downtime that and so few like hobbies that that's kind of just the one that's held on. Um, you know, and also when you go away for a month at a time, like you come back and you want to play guitar, like it just feels good, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. could I see myself putting it down? Probably. You know, in the next five years, probably not. Mm. You know, but that's a good question. Yeah. What about you, George? I mean, you've been playing forever. Have you ever felt like <laughs> yeah. that 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 time? Where, you know, you got to. I mean, there was a point in time where I, I had my band. Everybody started becoming assholes, and I was like, I'm done with this. And I stopped. Yeah. Like, oh god, yeah. Many a time. Yeah. Every goddamn day. No. <laughs> Yeah, many well, I can see it now. The band you're in now. I mean, some of the guys. I don't know why you work with them, but I, I don't either. I'm just a glutton for punishment, <laughs> I guess. Many, many a time. Yeah, there's been many a time where you just you burn out. You're just like, yeah. I, I, I don't need this shit anymore. Yeah. But I always, I always end up going yeah, back. You always to come it. Back Usually, to you just it. need some time off, just some time to decompress. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm always playing. I'm always playing. It doesn't mean I have to be active out. I mean, I can just be sitting here and tooling around on my bass, just playing along to something or just creating something. Yeah. I'll always have my hand in it, you know, right. regardless of how old I get. Well, yeah, exactly. As long as you can still play, I guess. Why? Why bother stopping? You know. Well, yeah. It's just the, you know, it's there's something fundamentally, you know, rewarding about music in a way that's like weird and magical. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I shouldn't be as stoked about the things I get stoked about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet here I am, like, oh my god, fucking this dumb weird black metal project that me and like eight other people care about is gonna play Beyond the Gates, and I'm gonna be there. It's gonna be so cool. 
Yeah. Right. You know, and like I know the eight other people who care about this project, and we're all going to be in that room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, why but can't it, I be interested in finance? Yeah, I know, right? So that makes money, but hey, you know, you, you like what you like, you know. That's, you know, this and Jimmy it's Buffett. True. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. All right, you're off the show. Hey, Marguerite, Margaritaville is the, is the song that's made the most money ever. Yo, you really? get it. Thank you. Yeah. you want, that's how I got into not just There you go. Not just from the song, but from the marketing that's come from Yeah, 100%. It. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, yeah. That's how I got into Jimmy Buffett. Was mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I, I, I just kind of asked the philosophical question, what yeah. is the most profitable song of all time? Margaritaville. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett he, is like the world's sixth most valuable musician. Jimmy Buffett has more money than Kanye I, West. Yeah. Like, fucking think about that. <laughs> and he has one song. He's, he's richer than, than he's Kanye West. Okay, he's got several, but yeah, um, I get your point. Like, <laughs> because that one song, wonder, look what that yeah. one song did. Well, I mean, Wild Cherry would play that funky music is the classic one hit wonder. Nobody can name any other Wild Cherry song, but everybody knows that song. Mm, that's true. You know, Buffett's had a few hits, but yeah, Margaritaville's the big one. Also, like the Trogs, I feel like mm-hmm. they're a good hit wonder. I really yeah, like the Trogs. Yeah, sure. Everyone listening to this should go listen to the Trogs. Check the show notes. That's the right. <laughs> it just takes one song. It just takes one song. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about. Like one of the one of that um, one of my favorite artists I'm working with right now is a band called Actors on Artifact Records, mm-hmm. and um. The main dude in that band is like forty six, and he's his a young band... exactly. He's but you, know, but that's like that's fairly old for your band to break on a level where you're touring internationally. Yeah. I'm done then. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why you're on the show. I believe you still have know. a shot. It's, a, it's past Thank your bedtime, actually, Thank George. You. It is. Let me get my gear tall and my metamucil. You you, under, you understand what I'm trying to say, though. Like, I do. This dude, you know, and what's crazy is that not only was it, you know, not only did he break at 46, he broke on like a five-year-old song that um, Mm -hmm. Artifact just sort of like, the head Artifact was like, no, this is really good. Like, we can do something. And then it happened. Like, you know, after, like, this is the thing, though, is like sometimes after 35 years of playing New Wave, you can suddenly be the hip New Wave band. Right. Sure. (laughs) You know, which is like, crazy to think about but like also actors are really really good and people really give a shit mm-hmm. you know like they're playing crazy rooms like relative to you know it's cool but yeah, this is cool. you know if you keep at it and you keep being good it'll happen but sometimes it is just the one song yeah, yeah. rather Absolutely. take that one song than no song but uh, it's what it is yeah <laughs> uh, you also do a podcast too I do do a podcast Tell us about dumb, your podcast The Dumb and Dumbest Podcast uh, it's, We do it every weekday um, mm-hmm. With uh, Keith, my friend Keith from Ghost Cult Mag And Curtis Dewar of Dewar PR um, We kind of do it on a rotating situation Where, you know, because I travel a lot And Curtis has kids And Keith is doing like a million interviews a year We're sort of like interchanging you know so it's like two out of three in any one thing um mm-hmm. we just talk about music industry advice band shit uh hashtag scene drama um, <laughs> you know all the things that are important i think to kind of diy musicians um today i think i can talk when when does this go live um well probably next week okay <laughs> when wayne gets around to it an, an, <laughs> an, an, uh, no, artist, this is an easy one. This is all one show. This is all about this one. So this is easy. An, an artist um, we've been working with for a while actually recorded a full length theme song for the podcast, which was like a huge honor. Oh, wow. um, and cool. I like sent it to my parents earlier yeah. today. I was like, "Look, someone cares about my fucking podcast, mom." <laughs> <laughs> now you know Fuck you made you, it. Mom. <laughs> um, one of my like best performing tweets <laughs> this week was in all caps. This is not a phase, mom. but um no but the point being so we talk about music industry stuff we get you know we have a lot a lot of guests um you know uh ranging from people like blasco uh who's the bassist for ozzy and manda's black veil brides to like 
you know, just people in the scene we think are cool. Uh, we had our friend T- our friend Tucker from Throne of Iron came on the other day. Um, so, you know, you can check it at Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere podcasts are heard, Dumb and Dumbest. Um, we also, I think you can hear us on Alexa, but it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure that out. I want to get us on there, too. Why, what, where'd that name come from, Dumb and Dumbest? Um, it came from Curtis and I deciding we needed a podcast, deciding that we were going to record the first episode within an hour, and then um, having to come up with a name in that hour. <laughs> so it just stuck. Well, that, well, that's just like what you got to do, right? Is you just got to like jump off the mountain. Yeah. And, you know, like I think a lot of people want to build stuff up and it's like, no, like, like Curtis still doesn't have a fucking mic. Like really? a year well, and a half in. I, I, I work with the so same mad. kind of people. I work with the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like it's okay because we're like still growing. Like people, you know, people still come mm-hmm. and check us out. So okay. something's it would working. Be nice if Curtis got a mic. He's not going to because he's going to feel cyber bullied by this. Come on, Curtis. Look, Amazon, fifteen bucks. Come on, buddy. Yeah, let's go. Newer <laughs> NW seven hundred. Fifteen bucks. I got a stand and everything. It doesn't. It, I'm winking the show. Curtis, now. fight the machine. <laughs> no microphones. Machines are there for a reason. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. What's, what's the What's the biggest advice you can give a band right now that would help them immensely? A band starting out. Go learn everything you can about the Melvins and do that. <laughs> um. No, but seriously, I yeah. think that um. There's, you know, I think the best way to grow your band is to look at bands you admire and then just take all those steps. Yeah. That's all I do is I just built a model out of looking at bands that I admired that I thought had their shit together and then Mm -hmm. taking those steps. You know, like so much of what I do is just like stuff I saw the Black Dahlia murder do. And I'm friends with Trevor and I'm friends with uh, Ryan Williams, who was the kind of classic era guitarist if you can call it that Mm. and we talk about these things and we you know and i use stuff like that it's just like observe around you look at the scene at large ask questions people are happy to answer questions and go from there as long as you're nice and easy to work with and straightforward like we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier then it's going to you know Obviously, you have to have the music. Obviously, you have to stay committed. You know, obviously, right. you can't walk out in the middle of the video cast. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm not offended. I just thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> no, this but, happens all the time, so it's oh, <laughs> okay. nothing new. You know, but, you know, but like, if, if, you're, if you're cool and if you're, you know, looking around you and responsive, mm-hmm. then it's going to move a lot more quickly. But if you don't, you know, observe what's going on, you know, uh, and and don't try to, like, figure out rules from that, you're not going to win. Like, the reason, like, I was able to, like, run a record label, like a DIY label when I was, like, 16, 17, Mm -hmm. um, which, like, let's appreciate I started a record label when I was 17 with a guy I met in the Norwegian black metal store where they planned all the church burnings. Like, oh, that, that's what high school Matt looked like. <laughs> oh, my. Like, I might not want to tell too many people about that. Like, I think about that, and I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck were my parents thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, but um, but the point being... Um, Look where you are now. <laughs> worked out. But the point being, like, On a the reason I was able to do that was yeah. I was writing a review of an unsigned band every day in high school. And it meant I was looking at more bands than anyone else. And because I was looking at more bands than anyone else, it meant I could go and be like, okay, this band is doing these things right. This mm-hmm. band is doing these things wrong. Mm-hmm. Just because I was looking at 365 bands a year, just because I was writing about them. Mm-hmm. So I consumed a lot of marketing, you know, um, on a much more dedicated scale because I was trying to write a review and write something intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I was 15 and had a bunch of free time. Um but that turned into, you know, being able to do this because I just was observing. There was no, you know, no, like, obviously I later on, like, read books and articles and, like, learned how to, like, you know, write a royalty check. But, mm-hmm. like, 
Most of it was just watching. Right. And if you just watch, you're going to grow. But you have to watch and you have to engage with your community because if you don't do that, you're fucked. Exactly. Biggest don't. Um, biggest don't. Um, geez. There's a lot. Um, don't send me obnoxious emails that aren't clear in their intent. All right, we already went through that one. Well, okay. <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, um, don't be a prima donna. You know, like, it's fucking DIY. It's not, like, no one's supposed, no one's here to be nice to you. Like, no one knows who you are. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like seriously. Like, at any time, like, you start to get up on that high horse, someone's going to slap you down who has more experience, who's, you know, and you need those people in your life, too. Like, you need people who are like, yeah, no, fuck you. You know? And I think if you, if you don't do that, if you don't embrace that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know what I mean? So, like, just accept it. Like fucking load in your own gear. Sit. Don't don't sit in the backstage. You know, go out and meet people. Like, be a fucking human. You know, you're not too cool to go to DIY shows. You're not too cool to engage. You've gotta do the thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotta pay your dues. Exactly. Yes, you do. What? Oh, that reminds me. What do you think of pay to play? Should bands do that? Okay. Oh boy. So, uh, mixed, mixed opinions. I basically think it's reasonable to an extent. I think, for instance, on the Exhorter tour um, for the New Orleans Homecoming show, we had the band sell 50 tickets. Um, however, in my eyes, if you can't sell 50 tickets for Exhorter in New Orleans the first time they played there in 10 years, you probably shouldn't be opening. Right, yeah. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like it's So, like stuff like that makes sense to me, where it's like, you know, because the reason pay-to-play emerges is because promoters are sick of bands who don't have skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine, honestly, because, like, I've been a promoter. I've been, I've been, you know, fucked by bands who said, oh, yeah, bro, we'll totally bring 15 people and post about it a lot on social and post about it one time on social and bring their girlfriends who come yeah. in on the guest list, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. I get why a promoter would be like, no, fuck you. If you're going to bring 15 people, cool. Pay me a hundred dollars, and you'll get mm-hmm. paid fifty dollars. Right. I get that. You know, I do think it's dangerous, and I do think it's gotten very predatory because I think there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, well, someone will, <clears throat> you know, if so, someone will just pay a hundred dollars to play and then just not pay anyone." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's got, especially like in cities, it's very predatory because you have like, because there's no no one's building a scene. You know, like you'll just play to your <laughs> friends, and then all your friends leave. Right. And then the next right. band, you know, there's no value there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like if you're if you're doing pay to play on like the relevant thing where you're not playing at four thirty on a Tuesday, but maybe you're playing at eight o'clock on a Thursday, you know, first of four for whoever, like, then there's Hopefully probably at least some... for somewhat of a known band, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's some value there, especially if it's like. But again, like, and if they let you, and if they're letting you sell tickets, then those tickets should have value. Your band should be worth paying. You know, that bill should mm-hmm. be worth paying fifteen dollars to see. There's definitely promoters, though, and there's definitely bands who rely on having four pay-to-play bands on every show. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because they can't bring people, but they get you know, but they're hooked up with the agent, and the agent is going to make you know what I mean, like, which is what it is you just have to be discerning you know i'm not encouraging people to do it but i am saying it's not 100 percent evil all the time but it is mostly bad because most of the time it's people being taken advantage of right yeah yeah i'm shocked exhorter had that low of a draw in new orleans oh no no we had more than no no there was like a thousand people at that what i'm saying is the opener had to sell 50 Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, maybe if you didn't get up away from the screen, you wouldn't have paid attention. (laughs) What's that? I said, maybe if you didn't fucking get up from the screen, you would have paid attention. Well, I I would have let the dog eat the fucking Reese's cup and die, but I'm trying to let this guy, you know? That dog's a pain in the ass. George, do you have anything? 
I would say with regards to the pay to play, if I have to pay to play, then obviously I need to get value out of it. So I don't mind having to pay, but for example, uh, you know, what's going to come back? Is it going to be worth my investment for that pay to play? Am I going to get, be able to generate you know, that much more interest in the band and maybe make that money back through merch sales, exactly. future people coming in a show? It's an investment. It's a business investment. And I just have to be able to decide if that's an investment that's worth it for me. I don't mind, you know, a pay-to-play if I know I'm going to get something out of it. You know, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. money directly. You know, <clears throat> got to make sure it's going to work in the long run for you. Well, ideally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this is, yeah, but this is the point: is that, um, you know, yeah, you said it very well, George. Like, it has I to be do. an investment that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, and most yeah, of the time it isn't because most of the time it's predatory. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, who else is on the bill? You know, are these people going to be interested in what I'm doing? Are these fans I can convert? Yeah. And if it's like, and if you haven't heard of the headlining band, other right. people probably haven't ha- either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, anything else, George, you want to ask? No, I'm good. No, I've got Matt's good. email, and he and I are talking. So, all right, very cool, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I got to set you guys up. So, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Sure. Please, um, listeners, follow me on Instagram and Twitter yes. at, Matt Bacon your... six, six, at Matt Bacon six six six. Drop out media on Facebook. Don't fuck up. <laughs> What's your uh, your uh, your site for the drop media thing? Dropoutmedia.net. Dropoutmedia.net. Remember that. Write down. I'll put it across the screen here so people do not forget. Flashing. And I'll put it in the shutters. I will. I'll do gold letters. You want gold? What color you want? I want flashing gold letters, hinting that you might be the millionth visitor. All right, I will do that. You got it. Anything? And then should we offer them a fabulous prize, like yeah, like a car or something? (laughs) Uh, uh, Wow! Damn. Oh, the timeless, right the timeless haunt CD, huh? Yeah, yeah we, the timeless haunt CD. Shame, shameless plug. <laughs> the timeless haunt CD and a car. That's right. And where can we get those timeless haunt CDs, George? You can get them through our website and through Storm Spell Records. Oh, very good. What is your timeless website? Haunt. Com. Timelesshaunt.com. All right. Well, we don't talk about Storm Spell on the show anymore, so. Oh, my Just buy apologies. directly from Timeless Haunt. You can reach out <laughs> through us, and we can certainly send them to you as well. And we'll be back in the studio uh, in late April to record our second CD. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Una- uh, yet really unnamed <laughs> CD. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. Well, thank you well, so thank much for having me. I really, really, No really problem, man. I'm glad you uh, came on. on All right. Really hopefully we get to do this another Good time. Good talking to Absolutely. you. You guys nice take to care. Meet thank you so finally, much. semi yes. sort of. Thank you, George. <laughs> I really appreciate getting the chance to work with you. Yeah. I'm looking and, um, forward to it, Matt. I really am. You guys take care, okay? All right, yeah, you too. Thanks, Matt. Party. All right, Matt. Take care. All right. Figueres is by. Where is he? And you guys can right, go dude. check out the ratsoundreview.com. Please go buy a t shirt. We have a t shirt. Uh, I did. just bought a t shirt. I just did. I'm waiting for it to arrive. T-shirt. Thank you. I will send you a picture when I have it. Thank you. Which one did you buy, <laughs> by the way? Uh, the vintage looking black distressed thing. All right, good. There's one yeah. I have to delete on there because I made it too small and it looks a little dis- uh, pixelated. But uh, yeah, okay. so I'm glad you didn't buy that one. <laughs> so am I. Yeah, <laughs> but that uh, yeah, that one looks cool. I have that one at another mm-hmm. design. Actually, those are coming. I bought three more because that's a new website that we just started, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the way they put the designs on a shirt is way more professional looking. So that's cool. It should it should look good. But yeah, uh, we yeah, need to start designing some. We need to start designing some shirts, and so maybe I can use your guys. Hey. Yeah. Well, no, nah, you don't want to use that guy. Nah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, That's a thing where you buy, like, uh, you just send people there and they just buy them as they go, you know, kind yes. of thing. Yeah, I get do, it. Do you know King Fally from Deceased George? I do not. Okay. Do not. Well, I, I'm friends with him, but anyway, he's okay. got a guy that does t shirts. He's always oh. making up a bunch of. I got this one from him. He'll throw old mm-hmm. album covers on t-shirts and he has this guy make okay. them up all the time his name is scott um i'll, I'll shoot him a show. message and see if i can't uh get his contact information for you yeah there, that would be great thank you it's official yeah, band um, merch right that's right <laughs> <laughs> we need to get more of it you know that's right. all we have are 
these cheesy little. I don't know what the hell? What is you had? You had stickers or something over there too? Or are you selling stickers? Yes, this one has to be trimmed, but yeah, yeah. we just have a few of those, and we have these wonderful. I like the sticker. Like we have that. these wonderful beanie caps. Oh yeah! Oh, right. look at that with the logo. Whoa. The logo is really cool. That that'll look. You like that stuff? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, reminds me a lot of something Tom Warrior would do. Actually, I really mm-hmm. like that design. Very. Uh... Back to the bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. on. Ooh, needs to be trimmed, but turned out well. Yeah, Here's a cool. few of them. Nice. Yeah. It's a cool looking logo. So. It'll look nice in your car or wherever, right. you wanna, wherever you want to put it. But uh, I thank you for very much for uh, joining us. Gentlemen, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I well, truly appreciate it. Again, yeah, yeah, I'll be talking and, to you guys uh, soon, huh? Yeah, of course. Well, I talk to you almost every day. so Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we got this thing going now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you. But, yeah, but everybody, please go check out Timeless Haunt uh, and go buy that EP. It's very good. You will enjoy it. And if you want, go check out our interview. Well, you might not want to watch that interview. That was a pretty strange interview. It was a little <laughs> disjointed. It was a yeah, little... Yeah, we, we should uh, definitely do another one. We yeah, should we have... do another one. And, yeah. 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 Maybe yeah, when the good. second CDs come out, comes out or is ready to come out, that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. Definitely. cool. It'll be, it'll be a little bit better. There's no more there you sound. Go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't drink. I just smoke a lot of weed. That's right. So occasionally I might say a word wrong. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. <laughs> Again, thank you. Check out ratsalvy.com. Check out our YouTube. Please subscribe to everything Podbean, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. I said YouTube already? Yeah, I YouTube. So. Oh, and BitChute. And go check out all our other Bit shows. Shoot. Wait. Bitch. Bit. Well, is Bit. it spelled like that? Yeah, it might be spelled like bitch. Yeah. Uh, and go check out our other shows. We got pol- political shows. We got conspiracy so- shows. We got wrestling shows. We have just, more music I'm shows. I'm just imagining somebody shooting a bunch of prostitutes with a BB gun. Bitch shoot, yeah. <laughs> like, sounds like That's a car sounded like bitch shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's in the hood. What do you what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Take care. Good night. <laughs>